All right, man. You know, as, as I was just telling you, it's pretty much, you know, uh, we're going to talk about your journey from pretty much, because if I remember correctly, you, you were a welder, right? Yeah, I still did it last summer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so you went from welder to a brewery. But before we get to, to details on that, talk about a bit about yourself, man. Uh, who you are, your name, your married kids, you know, all the good stuff. So my name is Rick Razzo. Uh, I'm from El Paso, Texas. I live in El Paso, Texas. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Mariah. I have three boys, um, a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and one that was born last week. Oh, and, um Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, Ricky, Mateo, and Jericho. Oh. So my three boys, I come from a family of seven. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a part owner and operator of a brewery. Here locally in town. Okay, and is it located in El Paso? No, so it's in Socorro, Texas, which is a municipality outside of El Paso. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, well, in Dallas, you guys have a lot of those, but they're way bigger. So like in Dallas, you have Dallas itself, and then you have Grapevine, okay. or you have... Um, like yeah, Frisco. Okay. Exactly. Frisco, okay, okay. So it's, but it's not that big. No, it's definitely not as big as Dallas. Uh, pero uh, Socorro is an old historic town. So it's one of the oldest towns in the country. Um, San Elisario claims to be the oldest one. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's a very, very old town. So this is where the Spaniards first crossed through, a lot of history, a lot of Texas plaques around this area. Oh, okay, okay. And so what uh, kind of, you know, what kind of pushed you to start a brewery or be a part, a co-owner of a brewery? So when I left Dallas, so I got my degree in welding in Dallas. I left and I was studying engineering. Um, I got really close to a bachelor's degree. I didn't finish. But during that time, uh, my uncle knew that I had serving experience. So when I was getting my associates in Dallas, I used to be a server. I don't know if you remember. Uh, that. And um, yeah, so there I worked as a bartender, server, um, head bartender. So my uncle started a brewery here in El Paso. He's like, hey, Ricky, can you help us out? We've never done this before, and you have serving experience. I was like, yeah, sure. So I helped out. They really liked me. I moved up the ranks there, and that's where I learned how to make beer, and I fell in love with it. So making beer, well, more than making beer, the whole brewery scene. Okay. The whole brewery scene, which in Dallas I got introduced to a lot of that, but uh, just the small business um, that I worked for and all that stuff. And you had to, well, yeah, I had the serving experience, plus I was able to work with my hands in the back. So brewing is more of a manufacturing job. A lot of people don't realize that. They think it's just a bar. No, you manufacture beer. That's what you're doing. So there's, um, you know, you're messing around with acids, with um, cleaning chemicals, pumps, uh, mechanics, and stuff like that. So you're like a scientist for beer. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends. It's a lot of people. It depends how you see it. Some people see it as art. Some people see it as science. I think it's like a mixture of both. You can get creative, but there's certain boundaries that you have to follow. Okay, well, well let, let's talk a bit about it because I'm a big, I, I love beer. I mean, I like tasting beer. You know, I like going to breweries as well. So, um, and one of the biggest things that I like about going to breweries is trying different beers. Um, especially when it comes from that brewery. I mean, Houston, they have St. Arnold's. Uh, they have, uh, I think it's called Eighth Wonder. Um, 
Yeah, you know, and I've tried different breweries, you know, different beers, different times. What kind of beer do you make there that compares to the so other all, any other brewery? They're all made in-house, and uh, what my brewery concentrates on is a lot of local ingredients. So my best-selling beer is a pomegranate beer. So it's made with local honey from Sawas Honey Farm from Fabens, Texas, pomegranate juice, apple juice, and two-row malt. It's a shandy. So shandies are half juice, half uh, malt beers. Um, and pomegranates out here, like out there in Dallas, I don't remember seeing them, but here they grow wild. They'll grow all over the place. And, um, yeah, so I grew up, you know, me and my brothers, uh, we used to throw them at each other, and we ate them, and, you know, we had them at the house. I have a pecan beer. Pecans are big out here, too. Um, some of the biggest farms in the world are in this area of the country. Um, and then also I have – I try to do a lot of local things. So a lot of things that have to do with the culture, the surrounding area, the history of the area. I've done quince, membrillo, también. Those grew out here, fig, fig beers. Um, so, yeah. So that's what makes me different than a lot of other breweries. I try and mess around with a lot of the fruit or the ingredients that are native to the area. Oh, okay. All right. So really local. Yes. Yes. Okay. So local. speaking about locality, um, you're, I was looking at your website. I didn't even know it was in Socorro, Texas, until you just told me, and I read your website too. Um, <laughs> I was reading, you know, it, Three Missions Brewery. That's the name of your brewery. Uh, yes. Where does it come from? I mean, I know it has something to do with the missions that are in, I think, Socorro, if I read correctly. Uh, so there's three missions in the area. There's one in San Elisario, Socorro, and Isleta. Isleta is the oldest active church in the country. It's older than the Alamo, oh. and it's still active. You can go to confession there. You can go to mass there. Um, so, yeah, those are the three missions that are in the area, and that's why my business is named like that, to give credence to this area. Because, it's it, like I said, it's very historic. I don't know when that mission was built. I just know it's the oldest one in the country. And um, so, yeah, so that's... That's what it is. So cool. Okay, okay. Or, so does I know I don't, I don't really want to touch faith much, but does your faith have to do with the, also the name? You kind of inspired to get churches and kind of say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do three missions because there's missions here. And because of my faith, so it pushed me to do that. Originally, it was called Mission Trail Brewery. But we got a letter of litigation from some company in California. And at first, I thought it was fake. And then they sent a second one. And we went to go and talk to a lawyer, and, yeah, it was true. They are trying to sue us for the name. So then we're like, what are we going to name the company? And a lot of names came up. And I wanted something to do with the Mission Trail here in, in this part of Texas. And uh, so that's why we gave it three missions. So not only for Socorro, but the other surrounding municipalities. Oh, okay, okay. Man, that's, yeah. that's freaking crazy, man. I, I remember seeing, I think, who, I think it was Michael, if I'm not mistaken. He kind of put a video on Instagram or I forgot where it was social media and y'all were brewing a beer in the kitchen um and now you have <laughs> so how many okay so how many tanks do you have well, I'm not sure what they're called right I mean I visited so many breweries but I'm not sure what they're called where they brew the uh the beer so we, we work off of a two-vessel system. So we have a tankless water heater instead of an HLT, which is a hot liquor tank. Um, the two-vessel system, the initial one is a mash. So that's a famous process that looks like it looks like oatmeal. It looks like, like cereal, and it's you're extracting all the sugars in that process. And then you filter that out, and you put it into the second kettle, which is the boil. 
which that's where you boil it. That's where you traditionally add all your hops and everything. And then we transfer it into our fermenters. And I think that's what you mean by tanks. So the fermenters, I have two 93-gallon fermenters and four 38-gallon fermenters. So I can do, uh, uh, I yeah, so I can do up to 93 gallons at the moment. Oh, so which is not bad, right? No, but still, you know what, since we've opened up, it's, it's, uh, we're running out quicker and quicker. Oh, okay. So that's good. It's growth. It's steady growth. Yeah. But pretty soon we're going to have to expand and get bigger, bigger equipment. Yeah, because I noticed, I got on Google Maps as well. I did my research, so uh, your, brewery, your brewery's not that big. It's actually pretty, I mean, it's a decent size compared to other breweries, right? Um, do you see yourself growing that 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 building itself or building something like a warehouse, a whole different thing on the side? So I don't know. Yeah, we would like to build something else on the side. We're in a, a Adobe building. So you have the traditional Vigas, Latias, um, and all that stuff. And it's not really a good building to be making beer in. But we did with what we had, you know. So we got one of the rooms. We stripped it out. And that's what you mean by the kitchen. It's, it's not a kitchen, but it looks like a kitchen. Um, so, yeah, we stripped a portion of our building out. But, yeah, we want to build something next to it. And the laws around here, the buildings, if you're 500 feet from the Mission Trail, they have to look Mission style. So we would want to build a warehouse and make it outside look Adobe. But really, Adobe itself is not good to be brewing. I mean, there's dust everywhere. And then with the Vigas and the Latias, it's literally wood. Like, if, if you come into my brewery, hopefully one day you get to come to El Paso. But, I mean, it looks, it's not Adobe. It's not fake. Really? It's true Adobe. And so what do you so, do in order for the dust not to get into the into the brew? That's so we have caps and stuff like yeah. that. It's just not ideal. Okay. It's still very possible. Some of the oldest breweries in, in the world, in Belgium, I don't know if you guys got to go to a couple of the ones in Belgium and Germany, but they have they have wood. They have wood, so people have done them. What sucks here is the dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of dirt. There's just dirt, and you're living in a dirt uh, hut. It's literally made out of dirt and sticks, so there's just a lot of dust, and it gets windy, so you got to be wiping things down constantly, but... Uh, you know we do. Yeah, it, so. yeah, man. It's a, it's a it's a cute brewery. Honestly, I, I was just talking to my wife about it. I told her that we should go to El Paso and kind of like do a part two of this interview there at the brewery because uh, I'm a very I, I love antique things and historical things. So like the brewery just reminds me of something you know old school, very historical. When you walk into the place, I see the pictures and I see how people have fun there. You get packed, man. You get you you have clients. Yeah, no, we get very uh, busy, especially during the weekends. What I've realized, we've become a destination for um, especially a lot of people who are not from El Paso because it's such a unique place to drink. Um, you know, a lot of breweries, you said you've gone to a lot of the ones in Houston, and, you know, they're cool, yeah. but a lot of them are the same. They're brick, yeah. steel, and mortar, you know. That's what you have, and that's it's the best building to make beer in but i think that's what's made our brand that is my brand is our building yeah. i think that's why people like to come here and drink i have good beer i've had some excellent beers uh there's people that are way better than me at making beer um but i think uh we have a good product and people like to be in our place because of the environment yeah. the architecture that we can provide for them that you probably can't get anywhere else in the country. Yeah, and you don't have that Willy Wonka feel to it either. I mean, St. Arnold is exactly. like Willy Wonka. Uh, Eighth Wonder's like Willy Wonka. Like, you walk in there and it's a whole, like, you just see the, the little people there pretty much. 
Um, and you don't have that. I, I honestly, that's what's attractive about your brewery that it's just unique. It's like wanting to go to a cafe, but instead of a cafe, it's a, it's, it's, it's a beer. Yeah, no. And if you do want to go to a cafe across the street from us, there's a beautiful 12 bedroom uh, Hacienda style building. And there's two restaurants there in Moonlight Adobe. One of them is Cafe Cocol, which is a cafe. So you can literally go and drink coffee and have croissants, very good food, uh, local people, very great people. And then Charlatan was rated as top uh, 25 places to eat in Texas. Oh. Um, this guy also went out and he's he's gotten a lot of awards. Very good. He does ramen and tacos, which sounds kind of weird, but when you go and have it, it's a unique, I mean, thing. And, again, it's in an old building. I mean, these buildings, they're not made to look like that. They are that. Yeah. You know, they are old. They are Adobe. And then Moonlight Adobe, uh, it's a, a, the other business across the street. They're an event center. So a lot of the time people buy our beer, and they take it over there for their weddings, for their parties, and all that. So we help each other out all here. That. But, yeah, that, that feeling of a cafe, and that's what I think a lot of breweries have. And that's why a lot of people that don't even drink. My, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law don't drink. But they like to come to my place and eat something, you know, just because it's a, it's a unique environment. I get a lot of families, people with pets, not only dogs. I mean, estamos como en el rancho a little no bit. horses. I've had horses, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, and I grew up seeing that. And I didn't realize how unique that was until I lived in Dallas and then came back. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm not a full city boy, but I'm not a full country like, El Paso's kind of in the middle. Yeah. It's like a weird, you know. Um, but, yeah, the people have brought horses, uh, pet pigs, pet rabbits, you know. So, uh, uh, my brother had a couple of sheep last week, but we ate them, you know. Killed them and ate them. But, yeah, you know, people bring in whatever animals, we, we accept them in here. So, yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy, dude. I'm, I'm actually very happy for you. When I found out that you had your own brewery, it's funny the way I found out. Um I think Edwin had gone to your wedding, and then from there, uh, I don't know what picture I saw, but it was just a brewery, and I'm like, oh, but it all started with your wedding, right? And then from there, kind of like, I don't know what happened after that, someone posted something else about you, and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa he has a brewery. And so, when I started this podcast, because kind of, it's the same thing as you, you know, I'm a person who loves to talk. Love, who loves to, you know, listen to people and, and, and hear their ideas, you know. Um, and when I decided to go with the podcast, you were one of the very first people to come to mind. But, man, but what am I going to talk to you about? Because I couldn't find a niche on what to talk to you about because I was in between religion, between, um, I don't know, maybe, like, motivation. And once I finally found that niche, I was like, okay, Ricky has to come on here because he's a perfect example of a small business and a person, and I may be wrong, right, but from what I know, you're not a stingy person. You, know, you help people out, and I feel that that people who help others deserve, uh, I guess in a sense, I guess, quote, unquote, famous. They deserve to be famous. They deserve to do well. And so... By having you on here, I hope that people listen to you and see that, that you're not a stuck-up person who has a brewery and just wants the money for himself but wants to grow together uh, with your family. Because I'm pretty sure that's your main goal, right? I mean, what's 
Well, what's your goal for the brewery and your professional life? So for the brewery, okay, so I'll split it up. But for the brewery, I would like to be regional. So I want people in this region, maybe even a little bit international, because Mexico's right next to us, yeah. right? Or at least uh, northern Chihuahua, west Texas, uh, southern New Mexico, and eastern Arizona would know my company. Mm. You know, a lot of people now know Shiner, but for the longest time, Shiner was just Texas. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the company that I would like to be. Um, that's what I visualize. So being able to get into the grocery stores, into the corner stores, and people that traditionally drink uh, the domestic beers, whether it be a Bud Light, a Coors, Anheuser-Busch, whatever, um, would prefer to drink our beer. That's kind of my goal. Uh, other breweries, they from around town and from people that I've heard, what they want to do is grow and then get bought out. Yeah. Because they offer millions of dollars to get bought out. If uh, Anheuser-Busch or the local distributors start seeing that you're affecting their sales, they're going to try and get you off the shelf. Or at least make money off of the product that you're putting on the yeah. shelf, right? Um, but who knows? I, I've said, no, I wouldn't do that. But if somebody's giving you $10 million plus 10% of the rest of your life, I don't yeah. know. What, what are you going to do, you know? It's, it's kind of hard. But um, And then personally, uh, my goal, that's funny that you're talking about with my family, ultimately, it's to make sure my family goes to heaven. I mean, I want to make sure I see my boys there, my wife there. Uh, that's that's my goal. So whatever that is, whether that entitles this brewery or not, whether I lose it, whether we we make it, whatever. But uh, personally, that's what it is, and to make sure that I have a good Christian family unit. Yeah. I, so so how, speaking of that. How does a, the brewery, does it, is there a conflict with you and let's say go to church? Uh, you know what? There is times I met Saturdays is their best day. So I haven't gone to Eucharist, but I'll go to Sunday mass. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife joins me. She's not a Catholic, but she supports me. And uh, she, she agreed to raise her children Catholic. And uh yeah, she's, she's been to a couple of scrutinies and, and has gone. I think some of it, she thinks it's a little bit too hardcore. So before anything, I want to make sure that she's kind of broken in into Catholicism the way we practice Christianity. Because she was a non-denominational Christian. She is a non-denominational Christian. She just has a different flavor of Christianity. So sometimes when she encounters Catholicism, it's like, well... Isn't that conflicting with the scriptures? And I have to tell her, no, look, this is what you have to do. Do the whole explanation. Yeah, but that's one thing for sure. Uh, and I told her always, I was like, I would never force you to become a Catholic or whatever. But if you ever have a question, just ask me or I have some books if you want to read them. Yeah. So. Oh, man, that's, yeah. that's great, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing great, man. Um, and before I, I, I let you go, because I feel, I mean, I don't want to take away from part two because now that I'm talking to you, I'm like, you know what? There's going to be a part two, but it's going to be in person. Um, I don't want to take you away from your brewery as, as we do this interview. Um, but just to kind of tease the people that are watching it, um, pretty much you, you started from nothing and you have something. And that's the goal that I, and that's something I'm trying to encourage people to do, to start something. Uh, not just to stay as, uh, and uh, I mean, no offense to you, right? But to be a nobody, not a nowhere, have something, you know, of their own. So then, That's <laughs> offensive. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't cry, please. I'm just <laughs> kidding, bro. No, yeah. Actually, 
It's funny. Oh, we'll go for it. No, no, you go for it. No, so I had a, you know, I had my friends in Dallas. You're you're part of that, but I had like so my roommates, yeah. and they came to visit me, and they're like, "You have a brewery?" I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Everything's legal, right?" I was like, "Yeah," like so like, you pay your taxes. I'm like, "Yes." And then they came and they're like, "Oh, it's legit!" Like they thought I was selling out of like my house or something. I was like, "No, like I have a tap room brewery. Like it's a." You know, alcohol, you can't, it, it's well-regulated. Yeah, you know? yeah. You can't, Dude, I was wondering, man, I thought that you were doing it out of your house, like from your garage or something. Yeah, no, no. We, <laughs> hey, you know yeah, what? I, I, have have a <laughs> I hope you make it. I'm not sure if you've heard of the brewery here in Dallas called um, the Manhattan Project. Yeah, well, that's where Michael, now he's working Yeah, I, I heard, I just recently found out. Um, well, they started off small, too. Um is that something, do you want to be something like that? Because I found out of them whenever I was in Houston. I you know Houston, HEB has a variety of, of beer, right? And most of them are local beers. And um, I, next thing you know, I see this weird looking can. It looks pretty cool, you know. And Adam, I think, was is a logo. And uh, come to find out, it's a brewery from Dallas. Is that something you want to be? Something small but big? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, I, I it's because now Shiner's massive. Yeah. Uh, and then St. Arnold and Carbach are bought out. Like, I'm trying to get – and Manhattan Project, it hasn't reached El Paso market, so I really don't know. I, I saw their Instagram and their Facebook. It looks awesome, yeah. but I don't know how big they are. Just kind of judging from the things that I've seen uh, from Michael, yeah, they would be able to distribute at least to the eastern Texas, right? Austin, Dallas, oh, San Antonio, yeah. Houston probably. But what I would like to do is, like I told you, I would like to be regional. Where even, like, northern Mexico knows our brown. Okay. You know, I, I want that. And West Texas. West Texas meaning from El Paso to about Midland, Odessa, uh, Alpine, Marfa, you know, that okay, area. Okay. So. What about, and what about, like, what, New Mexico, right? It's, it's, it's right next to you? Yeah, it's it's north of El Paso. And you, what, do you want to hit that? Yes, definitely. So pretty much yeah, surrounding El Paso area, but not too far out? Yeah, so anything, let's see, how far is Dallas from El Paso? Like 500 miles? I would say, nine drive, I think. Yeah, so nine hours. So I would say about half of that. So about 200 to 250 mile radius of El Paso or Socorro. Okay. That's, that's the market that I would like to hit. Okay. Well, yeah. for all the listeners, I mean, if you're listening on Spotify, I have his information down in the, in the uh, description section, and if you're on YouTube, uh, I'm gonna have his information as well, so you can, you know, go visit him. He's a, as you can tell, he's a great guy. Um, I've known him for for a long time, and uh, he's he's a very he's a great great guy. He deserves what he has. I mean, he, he might say otherwise, right? But he actually deserves what he has. He's put the work into it, um, and, and visit. It's in Socorro, Texas. If you've never been to Texas, I would start there. El Paso is it's, it's great. Uh, if you want to know what Texas is, go to El Paso. Um, and pass, pass by his brewery. Um, get to know him personally. He's, he actually works at the brewery. Uh, so you'll see him around. Get a picture with him. And, um, and, and back to you, Ricky. Thank you very much for coming on here, man. I don't want to take much of your time. 
Um, and uh, I hope to do part two soon with you. Yeah, uh, when you plan to come down? Uh, hopefully in the summer, man. We're actually, my wife was actually asking me when or where should we go vacation this summer, and uh, I'm hoping to go in the summer sometime. Let me know. All right, and you guys are welcome to our house, the brewery. I'll show you around Waco Tanks. I don't know if you guys like to go shooting. Oh, I've never shot, dude. I let's like... do it. Yeah, let's go shooting. We'll go shooting. Awesome, man. Well, then, <laughs> let's let's call it a date. Hey. <laughs> Tell our wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, then, man. Well, uh, thank you very much once again, and uh, hope to see you soon, man. Bye, Evan. Bye, right, then, bro. Take care. We'll see you later. Take care.